So we're back from Thanksgiving. Do you feel thankful? I do. I feel gratitude. (laughs) Do you? And we're talking all about gratitude on this episode. Resist the urge to retch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was, you know, pushed down our throats for the past couple of weeks. And I think we're talking all about the ways to explore gratitude, what it means to us, our thoughts on the current societal focus on like how to be grateful. So yeah, lots to be. Lots to unpack. Lots to unpack. Um, enjoy. Welcome to One Fry Short, you know, of a happy meal. I'm Jamie Spielmaker. And I'm Rachel Wynn. We're just two women having candid and empathetic conversations about mental health and how we can support each other. We are not experts. Not even close. But if you want to feel less alone in your neuroses, you've come to the right place. When we were filming last week, there was a um, tree saw going on in the background of our entire conversation. Mm-hmm. They were there, Rachel, until like 7.30 that night. Oh, my God. I would move. <laughs> I had a like oh. mini mental breakdown. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's too much of the same noise over and over. In, in your head, were you planning, like, how am I going to go over there and tell them to stop? Am I going to put a note in the mailbox? Am I going to... I made Connor go over there to make sure that they had a permit to do it. Did he? No. So we <laughs> complained about them, and then we later found out that it was, like, you know, ordained by the city to be taken down because it was dead or whatever. But I I was, like, getting ready for company, and there, the saws were going on all day long. Mm-hmm. And I remember texting Connor and being like, I know you don't understand this, but I'm about to lose my fucking mind. Yes. <laughs> I get that way with dogs barking. Cuppa Joe on their gift guide posted these um, headphones or their earplugs, but you can still hear what's going on, but it just mutes it. So I think I'm going to wear those at dinner time when my kids are screaming <laughs> and I'm stirring the pot like a crazy woman. Like, Everyone's fine. I'm- Everyone's okay. Just quiet down a little bit. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh my god. Um, it was not the best. Mm. Oh my god. Well, yeah. None of the people that I go to Thanksgiving with listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. They don't even know it exists. Okay, that's and I'm good. not even going to go there because, like, <laughs> it was just. Uh, it just. It's, uh, we've been doing the same thing. <laughs> we've been doing the same thing since I was like 10. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? I actually really enjoyed it. How were your pretzels? Did they come out? Mm, sore <laughs> subject. <laughs> they tasted good. They looked very limp. Turkey was awesome. Stuffing was awesome. Your picture of you and your family was so cute. Oh, thanks. We had fun. It was a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, It made me feel kind of silly for stressing out so much leading up to it because it was great when it was there. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is actually going to lead us into this week's topic. Okay. Let's hear it. So Jamie doesn't know the topic. I don't. The topic is... <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> Gratitude. Gratitude. Okay. Don't roll your eyes. I'm not. Okay. Gratitude in my mind is like, my initial thoughts on gratitude is like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) No, 
why you're like, don't yeah, roll your eyes. Don't roll if you're thinking what I'm thinking. Because we are forced, it feels like, to gloss over the bad and just be thankful. Mm-hmm. And I have a tricky relationship with gratitude because I'm in a position, maybe I surround myself with people who, um, not, I don't surround myself with people, kind of the culture that I'm surrounded by is like, you should be thankful for this. And when you're feeling sad, that leads you to nothing but a shame spiral. Mm. And I realized I had this moment where I realized what gratitude felt like for me and and what it didn't feel like. And when I was depressed in July, you know, one of the big points of shame for me was that I wasn't grateful for being in this beautiful place with my healthy children who loved me very much and my husband who loved me very much. It was like, I should be grateful for being here. But I realized when I'm depressed, it's not that I'm not grateful, it's that I'm numb. I can't find feelings of joy. I can't find feelings of like pleasure or even really sadness because I'm just like kind of numb to it all. I can't even turn on, go in the car and turn on a song because A, it takes a lot of effort to find something. B, nothing sounds good to me. So I just sit in silence. And so when I was in that place of the hole, I would was desperately trying to get out of it. And they're like, write a list of things you're grateful for and do it every day. And you'll start to realize little blessings. And so I'd make this list and I would just be like, ugh, like this isn't helping. Now I just feel worse. And so now that I'm out of the hole, I still don't like making lists because it feels like you're forcing something that should come naturally. And when I say it should come naturally, here's what I felt. I was on a walk with my kids on Friday. Brian was at home watching the soccer game. And I was like, I'll take the kids. You watch soccer. Um, And the sun was shining. They were both like not fighting. And they were ahead of me. And I was pushing this little cart for them. And there was Christmas lights up. And I was like, I felt this like warm feeling takeover. And I wanted time to stop. And I like felt it in my bones and I was like, oh my God, this is the best feeling. Like, look at how great. And I was like, this is gratitude. Yeah. This is feeling so thankful for this moment and wanting it to stop and you feel peace. Like, I feel like gratitude and peace kind of go hand in hand. You feel like, oh, this is the best. And like that warm, warmitude. <laughs> warmitude. Warmitude. <laughs> that feeling is gratitude to me. And I started looking into gratitude because I was like, what are, I want to listen to a podcast and see what other people are saying about it. It was very infuriating to hear what other people say about, because it's like, I, let me, who did you listen to? We can cut it out, but nothing because you couldn't find one. Couldn't, couldn't find one that seemed appealing because all of them say things like, um, here's a way that you can like, let me see how to be grateful for who you are. Ugh. Make gratitude more than a place. Like you need how to be grateful, how to be grateful. That is infuriating to me. That feels like preying on people who are sad and depressed, doesn't it? How to be grateful. And then I saw something. So someone told me about this like astrology Instagram. What is and it? they moon had a mems? post. What? Is it moon mems? Yes. <laughs> What? How have I never heard of I'm this? I'm in your brain. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Like, oh, I'm so good. Muno Mem. 
Moon moonemes. Moon memes. Moon memes. Moon omens. Oh, moon, moon omens. omens. A moon omen. Moon omens. Also, we can't read. Thanks for coming. Moon omens. That was that was something. It said, "Remember to find gratitude in every situation um, where you feel angry." The shift in your emotional state will allow you to take back your power, stay more aware and more grounded. You need more peace and less stress. And maybe that works for some people. That is not me. I have to like, yeah, yeah. And I think like gratitude is like very synonymous with being like when you were talking about your feeling of gratitude just now, the one thing that stood out to me is that you said you were present. Yes. Yeah. You were so you were so in that moment. Mhm. You were nowhere else. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. And you were in that moment just overwhelmed with warmth. Yeah. Like I think for me, it's hard for me to feel gratitude because I'm too busy worrying about the future or regretting something that I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And I it's like holding on to the present moment for me feels like I'm holding on to it fucking rope in a tornado (laughs) how's that visual that sounds terrible yeah yeah have you are there is there a moment where you can remember feeling it oh my gosh i have a million of those i mean i had i had a million of those last week even when my thanksgiving was like kind of like shitty but you know do you do better if it's like a practice for you or no, yeah I'm like I'm like you where I'm like I can't just force myself to feel gratitude like there was this point last whenever I think it was last year when I was like really struggling where I was like looking around like I have this really cute house I have a really cute dog I have a great husband you know I have a, s- a stable job and I was just like I feel like I'm in the wrong life mm-hmm. and we will talk about that in another episode but yeah. um like it was just one of those things where I was like, how the all all I have right now is what I've wanted mm-hmm. at different points in my life. Like, why can't I revel in it? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Um Do you know the Nagowski sisters? Does that <clears throat> sound familiar? Did they write the sex book? Yes, Come as you come are. As you are. <laughs> I just Did you read, read that, that actually. Me yeah. too. <laughs> I love the like not so subtle vagina on the cover. Like every book about that has to have like a purse opening or like a grapefruit. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm, I don't want to read this in public. <laughs> exactly. Like get enough it. with it. Um, so they actually, I read about, they were on Brene's podcast in 2020 yeah. talking about come as you are, but then they also talked about the stress cycle <sighs> and like completing it, which was pretty interesting completing to me. Completing the stress the stress cycle. Yeah. I don't know that I complete them. I just... I don't think many people do because we're not aware that it's a cycle. We just think there's an like a clear beginning and a clear end. Mm-hmm. But I don't... The science they found showed that it's like, you know, pretty repetitive, but that it also needs to be like when you end... Like you need to go for runs every day, like during it. There's things you need to do every day to like release the stress every day. But like she talked about when you complete a, your thesis, you know, after working on it for months and you go on a vacation, then you get sick. It's because your body, yeah, your body didn't have a way of releasing the stress. Mm. Probably immune system's low too. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading something on their website like last year that talked about how they hated the term self-care. And I was like, I want to learn more about why they, because like, I feel like it's completely overused as well. And so, um, 
when they were researching for their book, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, the research showed that gratitude was the antidote, the antidote for burnout. And they were like, oh, kind of like we feel like, oh, I don't like that. So they researched it more. And she said, gratitude in the way that we know it, kind of like, well, you know, be grateful for what you have kind of thing, led her to feel two feelings, shame and rage. Shame because when she, you know, she'd feel bad, like kind of what we did, like, well, I, sh- I have this house. I should feel grateful. I should feel that. Like she started feeling shame for things that she should feel grateful for and rage because she felt like the things that she's told she should be grateful for should be universal basic rights. Mm. So, and I kind of feel that way too. Like if someone is having a terrible, terrible time with something, they're like, well, at least I have a roof over my head. At least I have food on the table. And it's like, those are those are things we all should have. Yeah. And she actually compared it to, and you might think this is going too far. I kind of get it. She compared it to like our neo-capitalistic misogynistic world in which it's society telling women to not act on these things, but to like be grateful for where you are and stay put. Mm. Mm. And I think that's why it felt icky to me to mm-hmm. say, well, at least I have this. And it still feels a little icky to say that I shouldn't feel grateful for that because I am. Yeah. I'm very lucky to have food on the table. And I know there are people who aren't, and I'm not going to take that for granted. But I also think I don't want to be told. Yeah. Like, that. you're lucky you have such a beautiful kitchen because that's where you belong. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's kind of how it feels. Yeah, no, I get that. So when it, it's like society is like, this is everything that a woman should be, that that's what you have and you should feel grateful for it. It's almost like maybe that's where you were getting at when you were like, I have a house, I have a husband, I have a job. And I, yes, yes. All of those. Yes. It's like the thing is we're told Told that we should want and and they're not. Yes. Have you ever heard of Martha Beck? No. I have her book. I can't remember what it's called, but she has a very radical approach to <clears throat> life. And she talks about how everything you hate about your life, you should leave. Oh. Yeah, it's very triggering. But yeah. um, she talks about society gives us these like playbooks, right? Of like all of these avenues that we can take. And we pick one when we're X amount, you know, when, when we're you know, 20 or 30 or whatever, we pick an avenue, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it be, I really want to be a stay-at-home mom or I want to be in New York or I want to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And we pick one and then we get there and we're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Is this it? Mm -hmm. It's like how Glennon Doyle always says, wasn't it all supposed to be more beautiful than this? Yeah. So that to me gets very triggering because like I have this like thing in me where like I have the tendency, I have like my fight or flight, my flight is like ramped up to a a thousand. Same with me. Really? Yeah. I, when there's something hard, I immediately want to leave it. Like, yeah, I, I think marriage is one of the things, the only thing I've stuck out for a very long time. (laughs) How long have you been married to Brian? Uh, Seven years. I think where it gets really complicated, at least for me, is where I like 
feel badly about something that's happening in my life. And I don't feel grateful for the general situation. Like anyone who looks at your life or my life would think, what the fuck do they have to complain yeah, about? Yeah, it feels very privileged. To- it, it feels super privileged and it probably is privileged. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how do we, how do we cultivate gratitude and not spiral on the things that we don't have gratitude for? I think it's more about if we're having to do this practice where every day we're having to find something we're grateful for, of course we're going to spiral. I think it's more about not thinking about, you know, what am I trying to say? It's more about like recognizing it when it happens. So Mm. instead of being like, I should feel grateful for this moment. I should feel grateful for it. Why aren't I doing it? But recognizing when you do feel grateful and saying, okay, I still feel it. And this is something I am grateful for. Mm-hmm. And this is something mm-hmm. I am present for. Yeah. Um, rather than trying to find it on a daily basis. Yeah. I was just trying to think of a moment where I felt like intense gratitude. And I remembered I was in New York with my sister the weekend before Thanksgiving and we went to Terrytown. Oh, yeah. That yeah. looks great. Um, and we were like, when my sister and I get together, it's like, you know, the it's like twisted sisters, like <laughs> like just screeching and hollering and yeah. like laughing our asses off. And we were just, we were shopping in Terrytown, going into bookstores and like jewelry stores. And we were just laughing our asses off. And it was so beautiful. And I remember just being like wildly joyful. Yes. And then my brain was like, but wait. Oh, no. What if? You know? Yeah. It's like this sinister thing where it's like, like people talk about how joy is the most dangerous emotion. I think Brene Brown says that. Mm. Because we feel it and we think of all the ways that we can dismantle it. Yeah. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Instead of just being, being in it. it. Being in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. The overvigilant brain, the anxious brain. Yes. I'm protecting you from what could happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's something you're working on. You were always working through. And I think you're not alone in that. It's funny. I was talking with this um, topic um, with Anissa about this topic with Anissa Telwar Caker last night. And she said the exact same thing you said, that gratitude is about being present. And it's in that moment you're like just hyper present. Your thoughts aren't anywhere. taking you anywhere else besides drawing you into that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, these moments are so great. Yeah. And I even notice it about other people. Maybe it's because we're in this season of cozy, but we were like walking and these people were having dinner in their dining room and people were talking and there was big wine glasses and there was candles. And I was like, look at that. (laughs) I was grateful for them to have that moment. Yeah. And Brian was like, it's like a Norman Rockwell painting. And he was like, just think we'll never have that moment because you dismantled our dining room. (laughs) I turned it into like a computer space. Did you really? Yeah. It feels very freeing. Because we never used we've used that room like two times a year. Yeah, I mean, so I moved out us. all the chairs. I took out a leaf. I turned the table sideways, and I put our big computer in there. 
And now it's a space I'm in every single day. It gets the most light out of any room in our house and we were never using it. Yeah. So I got to be grateful for someone else's moment. That's funny. But it's, I think, I think the key to this is recognizing that moment when it happens. And feeling like you don't have to change it or move it around somewhere or prepare for the next terrible moment. Exactly. And I, I think it's also important to note that if you feel completely numb to feeling, it's not that you're not grateful. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a phase that you're going through right then. Yeah. And I really am not, I mean, my opinions evolve over time and, but I, in this phase I'm in right now, it wouldn't benefit me to sit down every day and make a list. No, no. And then, and then just like the quiet moments of life, like there are moments you know, when I'm in my house where like, you know, it's raining and I'm like, you know, painting or something or cooking. And I'm like, Hmm, it's just like a little tiny Mm -hmm. moment of like, Hmm, I feel utterly at peace right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those moments are the best, aren't they? Best. So the Nagowski sisters, what they found for their book that they felt helped them with gratitude was writing a letter to someone that you're grateful for. Huh. So it's a practice of gratitude for why this person is great. And it does not have to have any sort of self-reflection. Like it can lead to that. But it in turn helps brighten someone else's day. What actually helped people with gratitude is like caring. We all care for each other. So it again comes back to community. So when you're writing this letter, it will have the effect of gratitude on you while also like ripple affecting onto other people. And they said that that could be a helpful tool. I like that. Along with like moving your body, sleep. What was the other one? So sleep, connecting, moving your body, gratitude. They said those help with burnout. I like that version of gratitude. I mean, it's not something I could do every day, maybe like once a week or once every yeah. A couple of weeks, but. But when I think, like when you first said that, I was like, oh my God, really? But then I was like, wait a minute. When I think about writing a letter to somebody to tell them that I'm grateful for them, mm-hmm. I f- feel that warmitude. Yes. I could just see you writing one to your sister talking about your experience in Terrytown. Yeah. I was literally just thinking that. Yeah. She wrote one to her sister who wrote the book with her talking about how in this process, you have become more than just my sister. You're my friend now. And I feel connected with you now for life. And so writing that letter kind of made her come to that realization and made her feel like warmitude for her sister. Warmitude. You know, that's going to be the title. Of this. <laughs> that's gonna be the title People of are going to be like, what? No, um, I think they'll get it. So but I think, I think what I was going to, what I was going to say about Martha Beck, good God, my brain is not working today, mm-hmm. everyone, um, is that she always talks about follow what feels warm. Mm-hmm. Like when you're dreaming about your future and you're dreaming about what you want or even things you want to change, follow what feels warm. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so valid. Mm-hmm. Like what, like think about the things in your life that feel warm, you know? That seems like a dream life, but not practical, you know? Like to me, feeling warm would be moving to Paris. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's where I get tripped up, Rachel. Yes. But I'm like, 
all right, well, feeling warm is moving to upstate New York and opening a petting zoo and like having a compound. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Obviously that's not happening. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's move to uppers. Okay. You, do you have one right off the bat? I can go. I can go. Okay. Um, I want to do an episode on stress around the holidays, maybe next week. But my upper right now is that I feel so good after decorating this past weekend, whereas usually it has caused me a lot of stress. I decorated my house like a cozy woodland forest, and I'm so excited that I don't have to take it all down on December 26th because it can oh. lead me into January. Oh, so I was very strategic. Yeah. I am like trying to figure out how to like incorporate some sort of decor in January because taking it down in January just like, yeah, just like bury me in the backyard. <laughs> I know under the tree, non existent trees. I mean, yeah. Um, my upper is that <laughs> this is so lame, but um, my upper is that I watched Wednesday Adams on mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. I have never related to a character more in my entire life. You were seen. She has this quote, which I was like, oh my God. It was like, I believe that life is meant to be endured. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> tolerated. It's tolerated. Yeah. And I was just like, and she said that. And my husband and my sister looked at me and, she, and they were like, that's you. Oh, yes. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of like. Yeah, a little bit of a Wednesday spielmaker. Yeah, I'm Wednesday spielmaker. I remember <laughs> Michelle Wu did my um Michelle Wu at Hearts and Spade. Yeah. Did my um wedding bouquet. Oh, she's so talented. Yeah. And she, and I met with her before she did it and she was like, So I'm thinking like timeless, classic, and a little gothic. And I was yes. like, Yes. Yes. And me. and you have you ding ding ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I definitely have a little bit of a, maybe Oliver's your child. Is he like into that kind of thing? He will not move past Halloween. Listen, it's a great holiday. I haven't mentally moved past Halloween. I did love Halloween. Did you? Yeah. It's great. I, there's just something about it. It just like lights up my little spooky heart. Yeah. It. Why are our holidays one after, why do we have three in three months and then nothing? And that is like such a killer. Yeah. We need to petition to move Thanksgiving to- There are so many people out there that love January and to start over. Wait, who's January? Who who are these people? I just like feel like there's a lot, there are a lot of people out there who love bringing in the new year. And I'm like- Let's have a podcast about why like new year, same you. (laughs) Like talk about gratitude. Like, yeah. Ugh. Okay, we're we're rambling. We are rambling. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of One Fry Short. Thank you. Congrats, you made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please share it with your friends and leave a review. If you didn't like it, don't worry about it. It will only cause us to spiral. We also want to reiterate that we are not experts, but please do call or text the people at the new mental health hotline at 988 because they are. Join in on the conversation on our Substack page at One Fry Short Pod. See you there.